0: energize show up
1: the irish okay what's going on guys and welcome to a brand new episode of energized russ introduced the guest man
0: today we have cage warriors champ, champ, the dragon mason jones mason how are you doing
2: well really happy to be on um obviously i'm a little bit late so i do apologize but um yeah i'm happy for the invite and uh, really ha- happy for the interview
0: you don't have to worry, Mason. This isn't live, so yes. As far as anyone else is concerned, they're not live. You just ratted yourself out, but that's fine. We ah, appreciate school, it. School. We appreciate
1: it. But Mason, cool. like you, you've had such a like incredible career. Obviously, you're heading from Wales. You're over with Team Alpha Male at the moment. You were the second person to become champ, champ, after Conor McGregor. Uh, I think we like because you're first. This oh, is third the first time. Third time, sorry, excuse me. Because. This is your first time on the show. Uh, we'd like to sort of get into that when you when you became champ, champ, and then signed with the UFC. What was that feeling like? Because like I, I remember, I saw you were there celebrating with your girlfriend Madison and all. It was a whole thing, and then like the emotion that came out of your face after it was just unbelievable. That's why we love this sport.
2: Yeah. Um. So Dan Hardy was first. Then Conor McGregor, obviously. Conor McGregor was the big famous one. Um. Champ, champ. Um. When Dan did it, it was slightly different. Um. Weight. Weight groups but they still counted um and then i was third um and emotion is just hard to explain um for me uh when i won the lightweight title it didn't really mean too much um as weird as it sounds mainly because i i always knew i was going to win the lightweight title like my whole um my whole plan leading up to um uh leading up to the ufc and where i am now was always to win the lightweight title and it was always to go on um and then sign the ufc so when i ended up um fighting for the welderweight title, it was something that was unexpected and it was an opportunity that sort of fell in my lap. Um and I'm, I'm not I'm not a welterweight. Um I'm just sort of starting to fit in into that lightweight slot. So for me, um that Welderweight um Welderweight shot was just something that, like I said, circumstances fell in in into the place. There was no one really at lightweight. And um I liked the matchup versus Procter. So um I really wanted that fight. And then um I always knew I could knock him out, but to uh, to TKO him in, in one round is just a completely different completely different scenario than what I expected. So um that that one meant a lot. And then um after that fight, uh the UFC was just cutting people. They weren't really interested in signing anyone and um uh I didn't want to fight in Cage Warriors again. Like I really wanted to fight in um in uh the UFC uh and then for when it came around it, it just all worked in my favor so uh yeah the, the feeling when that away title was just something else and then uh getting signed was just a really a big breath um a relief more than anything else because it was something again that I always knew I was going to do and always wanted to do but I'd been ticking all the boxes and doing everything I knew to be correct to get signed and I still hadn't been signed and it was just sort of like I didn't want to miss miss punch my ticket, Do you know what I mean? So it was yeah, yeah it was a big big relief to get signed. And then um obviously, yeah.
0: Two yeah like stick. what 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 more did they want you to do? Champ champ in cage warriors, which is like the the number one European feeder league into the UFC. Yeah. There was there, there's nothing more you could do. And I actually I actually remember seeing when he got signed. I think were you doing an Apex fight where uh photo, photo shoot, shoot at the time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I so, remember um, the video.
2: Yeah, um Graham asked me if I wanted to come down um, the Apex shoot they said they'd cover my expenses and chucked me some money to do it so I I like, get yeah, super happy to do it and then um, he literally just found out I'd been signed a few days before so it worked out good so um, I Geez, he was, he was holding in, in for a few days I know he, he done the, <laughs> you know what Graham's like he's used to it now so um, I remember we was doing the photo shoot and he was like oh um, have you brought, brought your belts and I was like yeah they're over there and he's like oh we need them for a few days um, and I was like oh well like when can i have him back and he was like well never and i was like what do you mean he's like oh you've just been signed to the ufc and i was like you bastard
0: <laughs> if i knew uh, that i was, wouldn't have brought the belts <laughs> i know that's exactly <laughs> right
2: i think that's why you tied me in at that point that's probably why you didn't tell me earlier oh, you know, we're
1: about we're about massive fans of cage warriors and, and and that's the thing like when like people are yourself or even a uh, reese or else uh, ian when when they leave then you're you're it, it's a bit you're a bit like you're looking forward to the next batch of talent, but like, you're sort of like, you follow these guys and then, then they move on, you know, it's a, it's a, I, I love cage where it's it. Yeah. It's, it's like
0: sort a happy yet sad moment. Yeah. Because like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you look forward to how much seeing the guys on the regional scene and then like they're gone, but you know, they're on to do bigger yeah, and, and better, better things. Uh, and then well, go on. Well,
2: I, I know Reese is back fighting again soon. Obviously he's yeah. had a bit of a layoff since UFC. Um, with COVID, different thing, but I I know he's got a date. Um, I don't know if it has been released yet, but I know he's going to be back fighting soon. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him back out. Um, I went up to Ireland and trained with Reese, and um, yeah, he's he's very very good. Um, I I actually invited him out out here because I know he still got his um, I'm sure he still got his um, visa. Yeah, yeah. pretty sure. So um, mm. I I invited him back out here and asked if he wanted to come train, and um, uh, I'm going to get a place out here next year, so the invite's always there for him when he does. But um. Yeah, I, I love Trainer Reese, and um, I really do hope he does well. Like he, he didn't deserve to be cut, but sometimes the UFC just do wild things. Yeah,
1: those are their timing, so like you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you've got a very rough rap, like Kazma on, what, six days notice, followed by and Morano. Alex Morono, yeah. uh, who I think is, he might be ranked in the top 15 now, but I think he, he, he retired Cowboy as well, didn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Cowboy's going for one more ride, I think. I think he still wants to go. I'm hoping they'll oh, uh, fight Cowboy after, after this fight. Yeah, he's coming back on the lightweight though, so I don't know how many he'd have, but um, yeah, I don't think Cowboy would fight me, but I I, I, I can always ask, politely.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to lie, for, for anyone, anyone who hasn't seen Mason Jones fight, if I was to describe something, he was like, I'd be like, he's the Welsh version of Justin Gaethje. It's he is a human, reel, right real, uh, also, and no better way to sort of cap off your UFC debut. Now I know you didn't get the knob in the judges' scorecard, but that fight against Mike Davis was something else. That was uh, that, that, a could fight fight that could have been fight that of the year. That could have been fight of the year, mate.
2: Terrible fight for me. Terrible fight. I um I felt so bad. Even um literally, we were warming up in the change rooms, and I said to my coaches, I was like, oh, I just feel like shit. And he was like, come on, we'll just warm up through it. So we warmed up, warmed up. And I just my legs were completely jacked. I just struggled to move. And um I just felt terrible. So I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna have just gonna have to do what we gotta do to win. And um I think that fight as a learning experience is just phenomenal. Like, um, I learned what exactly not to um, with about four different things I'd done wrong. Uh and when we reviewed it, if I tidied one of those things up leading in, in that fight, uh it was that close, I really could have won that fight. But I didn't think I did. And I didn't think I did enough. So um, we tidied it up. And my next fight, I went in and I felt so good. I felt so good in that last fight. And I felt like I was still warming up. Like my, my day before, I felt like I was stuck at about 30, 40%. Like that was the most I could do. That last fight felt like I was at 40%. And I still had so much to go. And I felt like I had like more gears I could change into when I was just taking my time and working them through. And like, when we sort of moved back to standing, I was happy enough for it to come back up because I knew I I could feel a finish coming and I I knew as soon as I started ch- chaining combos up, I knew he was gonna go, and then obviously um uh, the eye put come across and he just found found a way out uh, and yeah he he was broken uh, I split his left eye with a head kick and then every time I was elbowing him, I was just trying to force the cut open and I was just trying to back I I beat beat the i beat him quite bad in, in the first round and the second was going the same way and like it was 18 seconds away from a decision if i if it'd gone 18 seconds longer they would have given me the win so it is what it is uh like my first two fights i've learned a hundred ways how not to fight in the ufc so uh, my next one's gonna be the way uh <laughs> is well the way i'm gonna fight moving forward yeah
1: and that's why we have you on Mason. Mason Jones is taking on Alan Patrick for the second time on the UC Fight Night Saturday, October the twenty-third. It's going to be headlined by Marvin Vittori and Paulo Costa.
0: Um, Mason, were you actually surprised that Alan Patrick actually accepted the, this rematch? Because the first one was definitely not going his way. And um, you really were beating him pillar to post. And you know, I mean, you, I think you were probably ten seconds away from finishing two or three times throughout the fight.
2: Well, the first round I thought I was going to finish, and I just couldn't couldn't secure it. Like he just managed to defend himself a few times, and um, I'm, I messed up a few times in scrambling where I should have kept him pinned and really finish it off. Um, because that's that's the way to look at it. Like it's never that he, it's never that he does the right things. It's always I do the wrong things, and that's the way I always look look at things. And um, I was close, and that's that's the way it's going to go next time. I think um, the, the finish is going to come a bit quicker, but I'm definitely going to finish him. Um, as to him accepting it, I think the first time he really underestimated me. Um, I think he come in, I don't think he was fully fit, and um, I don't think he sort of expected me to be as strong as I was. So this next fight, I just see him coming in stronger and fitter, but he's just going to go the same way. I'm just going to rain some strikes down, and uh, I'm going to get a finish.
1: And what way are you looking at this fight camp now? Because obviously you feel like you have the better of him, and I feel like you're going to just improve, but like, what is it exactly you're going to like sit down with the team with and concentrate on?
2: Uh... be fair we haven't really changed anything um i haven't been able to see much of my team this time obviously even less than last time because of uh, covid restrictions but um we're literally just doing the same thing i'm working with some of my training partners out here um, one or two of the coaches and it's literally just working my wrestling defense working my my striking and working my footwork and that's that's the way it's going to go um i I didn't expect to do so much jujitsu last time i didn't expect in in the actual fight i didn't expect to take him down he just sometimes when things come around it just you just change it up on the move and um he was weaker than i expected in the wrestling exchanges um like i trained with chris gonzalez who's um world world level wrestling and um he was so much stronger than um alan patrick in 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 the fight like stuff we'd done in training that i expected the fight to go like it was just completely different like i got in, in in there he looked big he looked strong and he felt like a kitten so um I expect him to be stronger. I expect him to be fitter, but um, I expect him to also go to sleep a lot quicker.
0: Yeah, Mason, I think you sort of touched on it there. That um, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, you you made the move out to Sacramento. I'm surprised you're not wearing a Sacramento Kings jersey uh, on today. <laughs> but um, tell us this: what brought the move uh, out to Team Alpha? Now?
2: So I'm still using my same coaches. Um, it's just aspiring partners. Like I was just struggling so much back home. Aspiring partners, especially with COVID and people at work, and then um, a few of the training partners sort of struggling because work was being restrictive about when they could come and different things. And I was just making stupid mistakes. Like um, my coaches trust me to train hard, but then um, I wasn't getting that sort of push you need. So then, like even when we was drilling, I was just drilling wrong. Like uh, everything was sort of relaxed and lenient. We're out here. People really picked me up on things. I'll do something and um, they'll be like, look, you need to do it this way. And my training partner is the same. Like the guys I'm training with out right here, like I said, Chris Gonzalez, Mike Malott, Andre Feely, uh, Max Griffin, Clay Guida. Back, Clay Guida. Uh, I really help Clay this camp. Darren Elkins. Um, this, this phenomenal level people here uh, and the sparring I guy is just next level. But even when we're drilling, like everyone's always trying to help me and I, I really appreciate it. And I love, I love getting told I'm doing something wrong, which is such a weird mentality, but I've always been the same because if someone picks me up on doing something wrong, even if I don't agree, they'll just show a different view. Um, but most That's actually time- so important
1: as well. Mason. That's so important as well. There's no one just like feeding your ego. Like, I mean, you're better off being told there's problems. So we we me and Ross do it all the time, but it's just like, yeah, it has to be done as much as you, people probably don't want to say it. They're probably your best friend. It's just like, if you don't get told that properly, it, it, it could hurt you in the back end, you know?
2: I'm arrogant. Uh I've always been arrogant and I've done this long enough to deserve the arrogance I've got. I'll never struggle for confidence. Like I'm happy to fight. I'm happy to fight any anytime. Like I've always said this, like I'm as happy to fight after an eight-week camp as I am going down the shot. Um I'm always ready. That's the way it is. Like um I'll walk into a title fight on seven days, no rest, no problem, no questions asked, whether I'm fully fit or not. Like I know I can I can always secure that win. Um I've really started sort of trying to stay uh, a bit fitter in um in when you 're outside camp um i don 't really believe in going too uh off diet I try, try and stay on target and on task. Um, we just let my cardio slide a little bit, but um you 've just got to be ready no matter when no matter what comes up because opportunity presents itself you 've got to be ready to take it and um
1: yeah
2: i've been pushing for a fight I want to fight in september um september didn 't come around uh, I was pushing for and anytime around them, I even said originally I'd fight in August, but they wanted to look at September. September didn't come, they offered October, which again, all it means is I got an extra 10 weeks prep. So um, I'm ready to go now. And by the time October 23rd comes around, I'm going to be in peak peak condition.
1: Yeah, because that's what I was going to ask, because obviously uh, next weekend's card, obviously Darren Tell Line against Brunson, it was a very great British uh, heavy card. So I would have thought you would have been on that. But now that you're probably getting... You're getting yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that's, the, yeah. So by that not card. being on that, you could be lost in the sauce. Whereas if you're on this card, it's not very uh, heavy with the GB. So it's more people might tune in and just be focused on you. So it could turn okay. out the right way.
2: Okay. A Mason Jones fighting it don't matter uh, where I am on the card. People are tuning in to watch. And um, even if they want, they'll see the replays when I batter someone. So it, it's always the same. <laughs> like, I don't... I. You've like like I said, you've you've got to be this confident, and I believe I can knock out anyone. Like I'll fight anyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what gym they're from. It doesn't matter what they've done before. What their accolades are. I just see weaknesses in people, and um, all people are just different, fresh targets. That's, that's all. All they are, and I'll fight anyone. I'll fight anyone on any, on any time and you know it just doesn't matter I'll just he was, he was
1: ready to go, <laughs>
2: well, we, we, go saw the, um, we
0: saw that with mason paul proctor he was about six foot yeah. four in the cage there yeah. him i was like jesus christ 92 kilos different.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 i remember when he grabbed of me um he grabbed of me and i was like oh this isn't good but we, we'd set up a plan which is anytime he comes to the rest wrestling exchanges um and he goes in deep um give the back head towards the cage plant your head in the column um, and throw some elbows back and and start peeling the hands and because he's that strong, like yeah. when he shot in, it wasn't so much about getting underneath him as he was just going to go through me. So um, I, I timed it well, um, I defended well. Uh, he got on my hips quicker than um, I expected. Uh, the defense went perfect if he'd literally just held on my back, it would have been a different fight, but he, I'd caught him with that many shots and I'd already dropped him with the, the screw shot that um, he just wanted to get some revenge and he took one hand off the strike and led me back in a fight. And then um, obviously the TKO comes soon after.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose was, that yeah. just goes to show your humbleness as well, that like you were like, you know what, this guy's massive and he's going to be able to take me down if, if he gets hold of me. So like you, you already like foresaw that happening and then had the technique to defend it. Well, again, like,
2: I'd already been out to team alpha male multiple times and training with some of the best wrestlers in the world. And um, like, I know e- even with these guys, when they take me down, I, I can get back to my feet. Like I'm good at working back to my feet. And um, like, I watched Adam's fight and he was just so casual when they hit hit the ground. And um, this is why I knew he'd never make the UFC um, because he just takes people to town and he's happy just to stall out a fight. And um, the UFC doesn't want that. The UFC wants finishers like Ricardo on, on the weekend. Um, the whole prelim card was finishes. Um, half of the main event the main card was finishes like I think the only two that didn't finish was the main event and one of the fights in the main card so um, on clays mm. uh, like the rest of them was, there was all TKO's and submissions like there's four perform- performance of the night bonuses. like that is what the UFC's turned in, into which is dynamite fighters with dynamite finishes and if you can't finish and you can't have an exciting fight then you just don't deserve to be in it.
0: and what did you make a clays for you over the weekend? uh
2: Obviously, I was great for Clare. You know seen how hard how he worked. Um, I think he did well. I just think that third round was the decisive round, and I think he just let slip through his fingers a little bit. Um, I think he thought he was two rounds up. And um, again, it, the first round could have gone either way. I, I definitely think he won the second. Um, I thought he won the first, but um, again, you've got that when you're watching your friends fight, you see some stuff that so all other people don't see. And when they was given the sig- significant fight counts, like the significant strike counts, they just didn't see where they was getting those numbers from. Um it must have been the ponytail. I think every time he was getting jabbed, the ponytail was flopping around. <laughs> but um yeah, I just think he let the he let the fight slide a bit through his fingers. I, he just deserved the win. Um but I don't know. Um I don't know. I would have given it to Clay 29-28, but um I can understand if they give it to Madsen 29-28 on the first and the third. But I can't see where um someone giving through 27. Like, I just can't see that happening. Like, the second round was a one-sided one sided event.
0: Yeah, I do think uh, Clay has put out a sort of blueprint to beat Madsen uh, now. Because, like, that, like, sort of... I suppose Clay Guida never stops moving in any of his fights. Yeah. And uh, he, he is a bit of a madman. But uh, he has he really actually, I think, since his move, Team Alpha now... He's notorious for like traveling around the country on a tour bus and uh, sure. going wherever he wants. But I think since he's uh, moved his game to Mel, he's become a bit more strategic, and there's that little bit less chaos to him. So uh, I think Clay Guida will always be a fan favorite. I think he's got I over agree. fifty professional fights as well. So yeah. like Hall of Famer as well. He is Hall a famer Hall fight.
1: fight. Uh, what was it? His fight against Diego Sanchez. It's in the Hall
0: Diego of Fame. Sanchez. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm I, sure he would. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get into the hall of fame himself uh, as yeah, as a, just an absolute hero of the sport. Yeah, Mason. Well, was,
2: the, this, it's right. It? The, the big statements that I seen in in, in that fight was um, Madsen shot him for seven takedowns and Clay stopped seven takedowns. Um, and considering he's supposed to be an Olympic silver medalist and Olympic Olympian in wrestling, like Clay stopped every single one of his takedowns. Like I don't think it was one one full takedown in in, in that fight.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the times with those Olympic wrestlers, you know I mean? It's, it's a different sport to just wrestling someone as it is when someone's punching in the face as you're trying to wrestle. And Clay Guida did a perfectly good job of, you yeah, know... Yeah, he managed make, the distance well. Yeah, he managed the distance well. And, you know, he gave him the fear, what's called by putting hands on him as well, that like, you know, the shot is a bit further away. And like for every inch further away, someone has to shoot on you. The chances of them getting the takedown are that bit less.
2: Yeah, I, um, I, I love the Madsen fight. I think I can knock him out in two rounds. Uh, I really do think I could. Um, I've so said you retweeted that, that as well. <laughs> I've, I've said that since um, since his fight, um, the, well, the last fight, which was a long time ago. Uh, obviously, he had a big layout. Austin, yeah, the Austin fight, um, where Austin took it on short notice and um, Madsen took him down and 10 8 in the first round. And then the second and third really started to go the opposite way. Um, he just blew his load in the first and the second and third. Austin sort of let the fight slip through his fingers. Austin hit; he should have finished him. But um, yeah, I, to be fair, like I said, I think I could beat anyone. Um, there's blueprints to beat Dan- and to beat anyone on in the UFC roster on on this planet. You just gotta be smart and stick to a good game plan. And um, that's easier said than done. Like I said, um, I had a good game plan for my debut, and um, I completely completely went out the window uh, because of circumstances, but. I still didn't even think didn't react just did the same thing and and you can't be a stupid fighter in the ufc you have to be smart and you have to be clinical and um again i'm learning
0: yeah
1: yeah you're only just there but um what's the, what's the what's the most important thing like living out there now obviously with team alpha male like being away from your family does it make you sort of be like i'll see you later i'm coming back like with a win like what sort of mentality are you going over there with like is it just pure samurai
2: so, I've been here since March. Uh, I went home for t- uh, 10 days, I think it was nine days, uh, similar. Like oh, yeah, nine, 10 days uh, in, in, in between. Then I've been back over here. So, I've pretty much been here since March, apart from that 10 day window. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I don't really miss the family too much. They used to be going away. Um, I spent three months in Brazil when I was eight, eighteen. 18, um, spent training camps in different places. I've spent in camps in London, different places. So they used to me being away. Um, they've actually been on holiday anyway. So um, we would FaceTime in and uh, speak into, obviously, they, uh, I was meant to fly home August the 23rd um, to fight on a London card on September 4th. That's why I targeted when I come out of this yeah. camp. That's what I thought was going to happen. So um, uh, when they booked me in for October, I had to cancel my, um, my return flight home. And they were a little bit gutted. Um, my girlfriend's a big thing. Um, obviously we haven't seen each other we've been together for four years and um, she actually quit a job to be able to travel out here. Uh and then rather than opening the borders up they, uh, Biden locked the the borders back down so that's the hardest thing really is being without uh, my girlfriend for that long um, but to be fair like I'm in contact with my coaches back home I speak to her every day mm. um, I speak to my family every, every few days <laughs> yes. but, uh, like I said they're used to it now but um, it's good I it just Moving forwards, what I really want to do is I want to bring my coaches out here for camps. Uh, I'm going to get a place out here next year uh, and be out here a lot more. Um, just in my off season and then when I have camps coming up, I'm really going to bring my coaches out just so I've got sort of more, more hands on and more personal views on things. So like just having someone focusing on nothing but you is is the difference in team alpha Like would be the difference between back home and in team Alpha male because team Alpha male you look at the big names then you look at the guys from Bellator, UFC one. Um, and some names that come through, they're, they're brilliant, but there's only a certain amount of coaches to give their yeah. their sort of their personal sort of uh, perceptions on what they're doing. So for me, I just um, if I bring my coaches out here, I think it's the perfect camp for me um, at this stage of my career.
0: Yeah, well, one thing I will say, um, Mason, every time you fight, you're a shoe in for a performance bonus. Get a few few more of those, and uh, you'll have that house, no problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, 100%. Um, this next fight's going to be a performance, of, a performance bonus definitely, and it's definitely going to be um, a performance of my career so far. Um, I'm going to go out there, and there's, isn't, there's not going to be any prisoners this time. It's just going to be straight finishing. So um, I'm going to be clean. I'm going to be clinical, and um, I'm not going to rush, but the finish is definitely going to come.
1: You, you've mentioned a couple of times you're looking at beyond this year. Like, like is it like, What else are you sort of looking at in 2022?
2: So I've got two two sort of mindsets on this. I always look to the future and I always do long-term sort of goals. I always goal cast for long-term, mid-term. And you always look at the future and like stuff on Those are like big, big tier fights. And like eventually I am going to fight for my like, UFC lightweight title. But that's a few years in the future. At the moment, I'm just focusing on Alan Patrick. And short-term, there's... Nothing further than October twenty third. I'll never look further yeah. than that. I'll never look over Alan Patrick. And like um, the amount of people who messaged me and was like, "Oh, you've got this easy. You're gonna get a good finish." And I just disagreed. Like I think this is gonna be a tough fight. I thought the first time, and I think even more this side. Like I really, I'm going in into this fight with the mentality of Alan underestimating me in that first fight, and this time he's gonna be stronger and fitter. But this time I am gonna retire him. Uh, I'm not looking to finish him. Like I'm looking to end his career. Um, I'm gonna finish him that badly that he he, he does retire um, after the last thing. I'm just. The last fight really irritated me, um, more so because he was celebrating after the fight in the medical rooms. He was happy with a no contest because um we both know I was gonna finish soon. And um, like I don't have that mindset, like I'll go out in the shield every single time and I won't take an easy way out. Yeah. Um so he's just looking at two paychecks, whereas I'm looking at, like I said, sending him sending him home and retiring him.
0: One one thing I also just sort of want to touch on is obviously being out in TM Alpha Male, like they're you know known for their grappling. Uh, and their guillotine choke as well. What what is like the best sort of skill that you've improved since you moved out there? Like, is it probably your wrestling? Would you say?
2: Uh yeah, definitely. Um, there's high level strikers here, like Andre feeling and stuff, who've really helped with my um, with my striking, helping me mold my striking to work to my game plan. But like, I come out here for the wrestling. Like I said, uh, back home I just don't get that wrestling experience out here, and out here. It's like <laughs> it sounds stupid, but out here, like all I was ever taught back home was if someone shoots you sprawl out here, they were told about, yeah, le- your head level, um, beating the level, um, defending with the hands, then defending with the elbows, then defending the hips. Um, so rather than sprawl, like sprawl is like the third defense back. And uh, a lot of the time, like they'll say against high level, if you, st- if you're trying to sprawl on someone, it's already too late. And it's all about like peeling them down and peeling them off, off your hips. And it's just back home. You just don't get that. And, um, I've seen a few British fights back from back home that I know that have really felt been caught out in their fights because they're still using that British defense of just sprawling. And um, like when you do that, you're, you're sort of you in, in that, that gunslinger turf where whoever has got the fastest hands or the fa- fastest hips in this case is going to win. Um But against high level D1 wrestlers, you sprawling them and, they don't care. They they power through anyway. They'll just reshoot and reshoot and reshoot until they get something. And, um, that, that's, that's what I've learned best that, um, like the wrestling is completely different and my wrestling's gone through worlds different. Um, that last fight, the, the level change in defense I was using in that fight was something that I actually started drilling about three weeks before. Um, I just drilled three weeks worth of it with, um, Danny Castillo, the wrestling coach out here and worked with my wrestling training partners out, out here. And, um, it completely ended that fight like that is that was the big differentiate in uh the big difference in in that fight so for me being out there just takes my game to the next level um at this stage of my career um and i'll always say that because you never know what's going to change moving forwards i do want to do a more roving camp which would be um if i end up fighting in in different time zones um then i move my camp out there and i bring some sparring partners with me but um those are plans for the future and plans to when I actually get paid and actually get some money in the bank.
0: Well, shout out to Danny Casillo, WEC and UFC vet. Uh, another person I want to ask about is uh, what's it like to have your, your Welsh compatriot, Corey McKenna out there?
2: Good, good. Um, she's probably one of the only people who, who understands, understands you. I speak about 99% <laughs> of the time. Andre Feeney is one of the funniest for telling me to speak American over and over again. Um, the bastard. But um <laughs> I have learned to um, to speak slower and open my mouth more because, um, like they say out here, I speak like I got jam in my mouth. But um, I need to pronounce it more. But uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's good to have Corey out here, and um, uh, I'm really looking forward to her next fight, uh, whenever it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Also, last uh, the last question, just about the camps here. What's the what's the thing you had the the both teams have in common, like Team Half and your team back in Wales? What's the one thing that they both like have exactly in common?
2: Or um, champion mindsets um, out here um, they both do the same mentality sort of things with visualization exercises and they're always pushing for that best in, in, in the world slot um, like, is that what, is that what you tell you fit,
1: uh, fit in Welder?
2: yeah definitely um, like like I said uh, everyone out, out here knows that they've got the ability to be world champions um, yeah. everyone in, in the gym is willing to do whatever it takes to improve and it was the same with my coaches back home uh, my coaches have 100% belief in me and they have 100% belief in my ability. And everything we do out here is out there uh, is working towards what's best for me. And out, out here, it helps uh, that everyone else wants to do the same thing. So you can help each other and sort of stay selfish at the same time.
1: That's a great yeah. way to be. That's a great way to be. Mason, we we obviously can't let you go without asking you know, what you make of the UC lightweight division at the moment as well.
2: Oh, the shark pit.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like it's a bit up in the air as well at the moment because like, like Poirier might hang on for McGregor f- fourth fight, will he fight for the world title? Yeah. Who gets in there next with him? What way do you sort of see it? Give us the Mason so, Jones breakdown. Uh,
2: so Poirier will fight for the, the lightweight world champ world title in December. Um, I'm apparently it's already being um, it's already been discussed. It's already been scheduled for December. Poirier versus Oliveira. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um,
2: but like it is up in the air, but um the, the lightweight division is the toughest division in the in the UFC, just from volume. Like um you uh, the knockout of the night from Saturday nights was the two lightweights going at it. And um whenever you see lightweights fight, it's always an explosive fight. And it is the toughest division. I, I don't I don't care what people say. I don't care if it's supposed to be um sort of if I'm a little bit uh sort of biased in, in my opinion. But um the lightweight division is the toughest division. It's the it is, it's, it's the, the deepest division. Like you've got sharks all the way through. You've got unranked people who are coming through, who are beasts. You've got people in there who are ranked, who are beasts. And, um, I'm happy to just, uh, like, like I said, to, to beat whoever's in front of me and keep doing it until, um, I earn my way towards that um, that top 15. Cause that's my goal at the moment is just to make it the top 15.
0: And, uh, to tell and whether us- it
2: takes me a year or two, that's, that's what I'm, what I'm going to do.
0: Tell us this, right? Cause, uh, obviously, you're probably going to have to have two or three more fights before you you get like into the sort of top five of the division. We'll say right by the end of 2022, who who holds the UFC lightweight belt? Oh, end of
2: 2022. I don't know to be fair because Olivia, I didn't I didn't think he beat Chandler at the time. Like um, I did say that I expected it to be a tough fight, but I still expected expected Chandler to win and then for him to beat Chanda the way he did because he was dominant like i know Chanda had like 3 minutes of fame where um, he really really dominated in that first round but um oliviera just weathered the storm and come back out so I, I i really don't know i think at the end of this year i think um Poirier beats beat oliviera and then um next year it, it can all change it really can because there's a couple of um the russians coming through who are beasts um yeah. it's, Islam in, in the division. Yeah, yeah. Is Islam's definitely up there. Um, I do think they imitate Magh- um, Habib too much, but um, is, Islam is is a beast in his own right. So um, these are all names I, I look towards and uh, I like to look at these fights and sort of try and plan ways to beat them. Um, but for me at the moment, all that, like I said, all that's important is beating yeah. Alan Patrick and then beating whoever comes next. Um, whether that's someone who's ranked, whether it's someone who's not ranked, I don't really. I don't care. I don't care if they pull someone from an LFA or if they pull someone from whoever the fight. All, all that matters is beating whoever's in front of me and I'm beating them in fashion. And yeah. that's what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, we, did, we had to ask you, but uh, also like Charles Olivier being champion in your division, that must give you some inspiration as well. Like knowing that he's been all over the place, had wins, losses, and now he's like at the very, very top. Like that must give that must give yourself some inspiration.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Um but then like I said, I'm arrogant anyway, so I'm not going go to So um all I see in these people is targets. Like yeah. I I don't I don't see inspiration, I don't see anything that they do better than I than I can do. All, all I see is targets. Um like beg Bob Borns the less the mentality I was brought up in the gym on, which is um you find whatever technique works and you make it your own. And um that's why I've done with my game plan all the way through. Um and it's just refining um and just taking it to that next level um, do you know what I mean just r- rising to be that, that next that next version of myself right. so um, this, like I said this next fight is going to be a fight a career best and we're just going to keep going taking over and holding it through yeah Amazing. Uh, then
1: and we're, last, we're, last one for me else, right? on, it, on, for the people on YouTube can you tell us who was in the background as well just so people will, if they don't if they don't, if they give out for us Chris, and and... so, so
2: what's that? this is Chris Gonzalez um, so Chris obviously is Beltor uh, one five who was on a tear, um, and uh, yeah, Chris is Chris is Chris is the man. So um, Chris has Chris got a fight lined up
1: there as well. You want to mention?
2: Uh, no, he's actually just come off off a fight. Um, he fought on a belt or card uh, not long ago against um Goiti Yamaku- Yamaguchi, yeah, <laughs> Yamaguchi, um, who was the belt or number five. So um, yeah, he, uh, he had a good, he had a tough fight. To be fair, it was it was a good fight, but um, yeah, Chris is. Cr- Chris is going to be something special too. Um, I can see him really pushing up uh, that number one slot in Falato
1: shout out chris oh yeah. look,
0: look at that shout out chris yeah, gives you yeah. the old pat on the back what, Mason, what Mason,
1: last thing for me is but like when i when i when i saw you going and making your debut obviously the cage Warriors when you won the, the became champ champ but in your debut i know you came off a loss but the, like the die never they say die attitude you had and you just kept going kept going kept going i was like this this is you des- you belong to be you deserve to be there and it was just uh like i know you didn't get the w at the end of the night but like sometimes when you when you lose you can still win and that definitely happened to you uh ross anything else to say before we wrap things up
0: uh, I, I just have one question. Uh, obviously, you're going to fly some guys over from Wales to Cornea um, come fight night, but will any of the team alpha male guys be in your corner come fight night?
2: Nah, not at the moment. Um, I think the only way it'll out is when I fight for a title and I have a fourth man slot, I pull one of them in. Like I said, it, sort of the camp's not perfect at the moment. Like I don't really spend much time training with my guys back home. Um, I'm actually waiting for some sponsorship to come through. Um, when it does, the first thing I'm going to do is fight um, one or two of my coaches out. Uh, my boxing coach, especially, I think my, my, um, my sort of uh, my old tutor coach is going to come out as well. Who corners me Craig Ewers. So shout out to Lyndon James and Craig Ewers. They cornered me for a long time. So um, I'm hoping to fly those guys out. Um, they've, they've both been in different games a long time. Um, Lyndon actually um, just had his first Olympic champion. So um, he, he, uh, uh, one of the coaches in Pony pool um, and lauren price just run the Olympic gold so um she come from from the pony pool gym so um yeah shout out to them uh, like I said I've got high high level coaching back home I just could do with pulling them out to watch some of my my camp so um I'm hoping to get them out here for about um three weeks um, before I we fight but, you know if, if it's the last two weeks then uh, that's that's what we'll do
0: I, I absolutely love it, Mason. We, we're wishing you all the best. there. Uh, yep. we'll, we'll be definitely cheering you on. I, I think you're an absolute phenom. We we followed you from your cage warrior days, and we're just like, he's never in a boring fight. He always brings a. He, he's got knockout power in both hands and in the feet too. Um, you're definitely one to watch out for. And in terms of the European scene, it doesn't get much better than the cage warrior double champ, Mason the Dragon Jones. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah make sure not to
1: miss mason on, jones buddy. versus alan patrick on uc fight night saturday october 23rd
2: yeah i appreciate it and again thanks for having me on um thanks for the nice the nice things you've been saying <laughs> like i said feed the ego, the ego you know what i mean but um yeah i appreciate you having me on and um yeah i won't take any more of your time so you guys have a good night and uh yeah after this fight definitely be up for doing another one so i appreciate you guys
1: brilliant no so if you are new make sure to like share subscribe and as always Stay energized.
2: energized. And sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moore and that I, I, I saw. So keep going, keep up the good work, guys.